say. You have something meaningful. Go ahead, please. After you. No, that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm just living my life. Just living your life, spinning your wheels in this feudal rock, orbiting the sun. So, Mike Keller, what does vegan hacks mean to you? Vegan hacks means making it work, living an ethical lifestyle, and and cobbling it together and doing your best. You're cobbling it together? I'm just cobbling it together, (laughs) making do, living my life. What does it mean to you? I don't know. A world of torment? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what I've done to my life. It's like a different life now. I, I mean, Your life not... is in, indistinguishable from what it was like two years ago. It really is. And I, are you drinking wine? What are you drinking? I should be drinking wine if I have to make it through another <laughs> one of these podcasts. It's a Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm drinking black iced coffee. It should be wine too, right now. Yeah, I look. Let's do a drunk episode <laughs> in the near future, like a really bad drunk episode. I was recently in New York, and they apparently have a drunk Shakespeare play where they claim that the actors are in fact inebriated. And I almost bought a ticket for it, but then I I saw the Harry Potter play instead. Can't they just act inebriated? There's a certain spontaneity that probably just like nonsense pops out of their mouth in a better way. I don't know. I'm sure if they're really in touch and they've learned how to just ignore their frontal lobe, limiting them, they could act inebriated without actually being inebriated. Look, Mike Keller, I'm a sharp marketing mind. You're you a great sure business are. mind. Okay? okay. I'm a marketing mind. You mm-hmm. tell people, Hey, come one, come all Shakespeare. And then no one will be waiting to see Shakespeare except for a True. few people. Right. Unless there's maybe a star or someone connected to it. But if you say, hey, it's Shakespeare and everyone's drunk. Hey, man, this sounds kind of interesting. Post about on Instagram. It's a good gimmick. It made it all the way to Broadway. Maybe that's the thing. We'll just post. We'll do a live episode that's Mm -hmm. a drunk. The problem is we're going to say things. They will regret. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be live. It should definitely be edited. Or we're getting canceled. We'll call it the heavily edited drunk episode. We want them know that it's heavily edited. I don't okay. know. Yeah, well, is that enough small talk for the beginning of the podcast? It, yeah. <laughs> did, oh, oh, have we dispensed with the pleasantries and now we can get down to the important business of no, our, but- like chatter how about just a whole episode of just small talk we just complain about our lives isn't that most podcasts isn't that most of our podcasts no which we talk about ethical things and we talk about the substance let's talk Uh about substance yeah substance me right now so there's this thing called expo west i know you've heard about it it's this big food expo Mm-hmm. I think it was connected with this thing called the Natural Food Expo, but then because the a lot of some of the food isn't natural, I mean maybe the food some of the food is unnatural. What whatever. is natural? It's all like everything you have in this world, even like you derive petroleum from the earth and use it to make plastic, it's a naturally occurring ingredient. It doesn't mean that, anything. It's just that like holistic thing though too. It's like, you know, it's oh, all marketing buzz. I mean water's a chemical. Oh, they were talking about functional water. Uh, <laughs> that was like, like a big buzzword. H2O is non-functional? What is it, inert water? Like, what there is this nonsense? There like, was a, uh, who's buying this? This is like six months ago, but there was a dude trying to sell a water called arousal. Is it like uh, an aphrodisiac water? Look, what I'll do is I actually have a couple of cans he gave me to me. I haven't tried it, 
I don't know if they've expired because it's been waiting, six months. Waiting for your anniversary. No, no, no. I'm going to give them to you, Mike Keller. You're going to get I, it's 100% I have vegan no water. Arousal <laughs> water. Functional <laughs> beverage. Good times. <laughs> so anyway, I was at the Expo West, and I remember there was this company called Ozo. Mm-hmm. Ozo Motley. Ozo Motley. O-Z-O. And I had seen their packages every once in a while. The company wasn't really on my radar, but the cool thing about Expo West is there's all this food to sample. And they were sampling this vegan bacon. Mm-hmm. I went several days to Expo West, and so I remember- So you like, got a lot of samples I of I got Ozo a lot bacon. of that bacon. It was kind you of funny. You did the because... Costco lap, huh? You did a little loop-de-loop-de so you can get extra morsels. You know what? The way Expo West is set up, Every step you take is like Costco samples. So it, mm-hmm. it, you have you to really. Disguises. No, no, no. You have to just pace yourself and understand that certain things you want to eat and certain things you didn't eat. And and also, too, that was still super height of the pandemic. I mean, and so a lot of times, you know, I'd be like keeping I kept my mask on most of the time and I You're rarely sampled slipping the snacks under your mask. Just no, you know them what? A little... You know what I would do? I would either I would either give him my car and say, "Hey, send me some stuff," or I would uh, just put it put it in my bag and and try later. But I wouldn't take samples. I would just take like pieces of stuff, stuff that was already prepackaged. But mm. every once in a while, there'll be something that go, "Hmm, a new vegan bacon." That's something I have to try. You don't want it to cool while you drive it home. You need to have it on the spot. Yeah, you can't take a piece, slice of bacon and put it in your pocket. You know, come on now. No. Johnny on the spot. This bacon was actually really good. And it was it was interesting, too, because I was able to compare it to a lot of the other bacons on the floor, on the show floor. Like they were they were sampling this thing called Hooray Bacon, which, you know, I, I love. But Hooray Bacon 2.0, like the new version. And I remember tasting that. And then there was another bacon that I tried. I can't remember which one it was. This bacon was superior. It was delicious. It was it was something that I was like, OK, when is this coming out? I love to do a you know a video on it. I like to promote it. This is a really awesome bacon. It looks like bacon. It has this nice mm-hmm. thick texture. It has a nice bite. It tastes good. And and I, I feel like it doesn't have the compromises that a lot of vegan bacons have. Go ahead. Listeners, you can tell by his tone of voice that he, there's going to be some compromises. I mean, it's not compromise. It's just a situation that... There's going to be some ethical compromises. You know it's coming just by the way he's talking. Are you like Mr. Foreshadow? I'm, I'm just whispering. <laughs> it's just, you can't hear this. This is just between me and the listeners. I can hear it. <laughs> no, and you're not going to edit it either. It's just going to slip right through and no one, but, but me and the listeners can hear. This is just between us. I'm not editing this, this podcast today. It's just going to be what we do right now. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so let's get to, th- of course... As in everything in life, whenever we get happy about anything, there has to be a reason to dash our hopes and dreams. Dash it. Dash it away, Jason. I didn't dash my hopes. Someone else dashed my hopes. Yeah. So I, I just remember, like, I, it, was, it was weird. It was a weird kind of synchronicity, too. I saw on the internet that bacon is being released. It's going to go to Sprouts Market. And so I released a little video like this is some of the best bacon that I've ever had. And one of my followers said, dashed you. Do you know who owns that company? (laughs) Who could it be? And it's really interesting because it's a company that I had never heard of. 
but it's the world's largest meat company. Mm. It's a company called JBS. The situation is, is if you eat a McDonald's hamburger, I mean, if you're an omnivore, obviously, most likely it's from JBS. And the Brazilian rainforest, or what used a land that used to be the Brazilian rainforest. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this article. It's from the Bureau of Investigative Journalism. And it's a, just a little intro, a couple paragraphs about JBS. And there's multiple authors. I recommend you looking up this, this article. It's, it's, it's called JBS, The Brazilian Butchers Who Took Over the World. This is the company that owns the bacon that I like, the vegan the plant-based bacon. The best bacon you've ever had. The best vegan bacon that I think has been in the market. And, uh, you know, Veg News put out, you know, a press release and people are just pretending like this is just, you know, I mean, a is great Veg plant-based News bacon. Is a totally mercenary organization? <laughs> I, I mean, I have friends that do jobs for them. Yeah, they probably are. I mean, every once in a while, they'll mention things. Like, I remember they mentioned that, you know, one company was owned by Nestle. Like, they'll they'll foreshadow certain things. But, I mean, they're they're like a hype man. You know, they're, hey, hey, vegan, vegan. And, and, and they, they definitely have a great place in this in this world. I mean, we need that. We need that. We need a, a journalistic hype person. Anyway, so this is from the Bureau of Investigative Journalism. If you eat meat, you probably buy products made by one Brazilian company, a company with such power that it can openly admit to have bribed more than a thousand politicians and continue to grow despite scandal after scandal. And you've probably never heard of it. Now, have you heard about JBS before? Nope. Me- I mean, they even have an intentionally vague sounding name they they they're not a forward facing customer facing company oh not only that the jbs website is like a wash with green <laughs> i mean you should see the 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 insanity that they're saying like all these projections like you know carbon neutral by 2040 you know just like just crazy uh-huh. oh perfect it's things. so far in the future everyone like currently working for them will be like retired or whatever you know so it's like kick the can to the next employees meat is now the new commodity controlled by just a handful of gigantic firms which together wield unprecedented control over the global food production the bureau has investigated the biggest of them all jbs a brazilian company which slaughters a staggering 13 million animals every single day and has an annual revenue of $50 billion. When it comes to scandals, take your pick. During its rapid rise to becoming the world's biggest meat packer, JBS and its network of subsidiaries have been linked to allegations of high-level corruption, modern-day slave labor practices, illegal deforestation, animal welfare violations, and major hygiene breaches. I mean, should I just keep going? I mean, uh, is, that, is that enough? That's enough. <laughs> I, I've had enough. There's other things, too. You know, I, I mean, they, they were also responsible for something they call dirty meat. 
what? Well, like salmonella con contaminated oh, okay. chickens. That's what we're dealing with. Okay, so we got this company that has this great bacon. And it's like the Empire in Star Wars, and you don't know what to do because you like the bacon, and but you don't really want it, your money to go toward Darth Vader. Yeah, and then also I have, you know, people would argue that all plant-based food needs to be celebrated because maybe mm -hmm. we're doing a paradigm shift. Maybe, but do you maybe, think there's a paradigm yeah. shift? Yeah, some people will say, look, it's a bad company, and this is a if gradually we all just eat their good products, they'll they'll transform into a good company. I don't know. Look, maybe there's a, here's the thing. It, let's say someone's a meat eater and they're like, look, uh, Mike, you choose for me. Either I eat this Ozo or I eat Farmer John's actual bacon. I'd be like, I guess Ozo's a lesser evil. That said, if I had the opportunity to eat Ozo or just like rice and beans, I would just eat rice and beans. So I, I, I don't know. There's a, there's nothing is... Like I said before, there's no way to go through life without doing any harm. I guess we have to minimize harm. So, yeah, I would discourage people from eating this unless they're going to alternatively eat something worse. And then I would encourage them to eat this because it's not that something worse. We all don't need bacon. No, but some people feel they need bacon. We can I, make like, our own bacon. Make and bacon. No, I, I know we don't need bacon, but some people are addicted and they're going to eat it. I mean, the, the, another great vegan bacon is Sweet Earth, and that's from Nestle. Great. Uh, it seems as though the, the market uh, for all the fake and bacons is saturated with baddies. Well, there's nothing wrong with ethically making a profit. Can you ethically make a profit? It's really hard to organize human endeavors without some kind of incentive, right? Like... I don't know. Most innovation is caused by people who want to improve both the world, but also like their own personal lot in life. And so that makes them like go the extra mile and stay up a little later in order to uh, come up with the next best thing. And unless they're incentivized to do that, they, you know, they might not do that. I, I find it very difficult to promote and get excited for this bacon when I know yeah. this company kills 13 million animals a day. It's pretty bad. Uh, see, here, here's what I wonder, though. We talked about this. If somebody were to hear this whole podcast and they, they remember the part where you ranted about how good it was in the beginning, they might just say, like, mm, I got to try it once. It's worth a try. Yeah. I mean, try it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It depends on where your ethical place is. Yeah. See, I, I wonder if you can compartmentalize and say, like, this specific Ozo subsidiary didn't do any wrong. Um, and the parent company is still going to be rich no matter what. So what's the, what's the like, the play? I don't know. When mm -hmm. you go to the JBS website and you scroll on it, it doesn't say... We kill 13 million animals a day. Animals massacred, you know, daily. You go to that website and it talks about sustainability. It mm -hmm. talks about how they're, they're, they're all their carbon neutral plans. And 
the Ozo brand is on their main page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it, what we call greenwashing. Greenwashing. Yeah. They probably just bought Ozo for PR. Who knows? I think it was established by this company. It's or a company created called, it. I, it's it, they, their 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 plant version is called Plantera. It's Plantera and Ozo. Like Pantera. The Pantera. Band. Yeah, like that rock and roll band. I think they're from Brazil, right, or Mexico. Bandera. So anyway, yeah. So that's my uh, quandary that I deal with on a daily basis, where I'm mm-hmm. constantly haunted by these corporate giants. We have to just buy grains and fruits and vegetables directly from subsistence farmers. That's the only way to do it. Or to farm ourselves. I'm going to farm I, I don't my know. own bacon. Yeah, farm. Yeah, you're going to be a bacon farmer. I don't know what to tell you, man. Life is complicated. There are infinite shades of gray. I don't know if there's a shade of gray here. No, no, this is a black and white thing, but I'm just saying in general, like every consumer choice, like walking down the street, you squish an ant, you you know, you could have just stayed home and not squished that ant. I don't know. You know, my vehicle for, you know, just getting people excited about, you know, vegan food and plant-based food, you know, trying to inspire people. Sometimes, you know, I don't know, is... A double-edged sword. Yeah. (laughs) I I just, you know, and I was thinking, I was driving over here thinking, like, what if someone would try that bacon, you know, have their mind blown, and that would turn them into a vegan person? Yeah, see, that could be a, you know, a good coming from the evil. I don't know the answer. So, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And it's a drop in the bucket when it compares to 13 million animals slaughtered a day. Uh, you know, the, so you, you get to a point, too, where it's like 200 and something days and you've that's as many animals as the whole population of the United States. OK, so my question is, why? Why would a company like this, JBS, get involved in the plant food space? Kodak. Think of Kodak, the film company, invented the digital camera. And then they're like, wait, this is going to cannibalize our business. And so they didn't really do anything with it. And they kept doing film year after year after year. And they were so successful until it no longer made any sense to shoot to shoot pictures on film and the digital camera ruined them. Had they been more like Apple and willing to cannibalize their own products for the next best thing, they would have survived. So maybe these meat companies are like, Okay, we see gradually, you know, there you 10 years ago there was 1% vegans. Now there's 5% vegans. This is getting serious. Like if we don't adapt, we die. I hope that you're right. Okay, well, anyway, that's our life. That's so, the life. So what did you have What did you have for lunch? I didn't eat lunch yet. How about what you? Did you? What have did for you lunch? have for lunch? I had a tofu volcano. Whoa. And I bet I'm going to see a video about it soon. <laughs> it's already Was up. it like a science fair project? Yeah, I wanted did to it, make Did it erupt? Did thing. it dribble with lava? Tofu lava? The tofu volcano is something that's very close to my heart because I had a couple of aborted attempts at a tofu volcano. Mm-hmm. And actually, I made one that did not work. What was the propellant that caused the lava tofu to dribble up from the structure? Also, what was the structure made out of? Tofu. <laughs> Wait, so the the mountain, the 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 mountain was tofu 
and then the lava was also tofu you're gonna have to see the video no the 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 lava was soy sauce gochugaru ah. uh vinegar oh green is onions. this equivalent to when you go to benihana and they chop the onion into like a little volcano and then they use oil and it bubbles up and it explodes out of the cone sort of it, it didn't i mean it definitely has the visual impact i actually tried a different couple different ways i tried to actually create a volcano that had force that pushed through a hole and so what i did was i created a round tofu mountain put all put a cylindrical hole through it pushed it down tofu mountain pushed down the tofu so the liquid would ooze out the center but the first time i did it i pushed it down i was scared because the tofu stuff was very hot it had hot oil in it and i thought it was going to burn myself so i pushed it down and it kind of exploded it did not erupt properly Mm-hmm. So this new tofu was attempt number one. Yes, this new tofu looks. We basically just poured the tofu down, but it, the way we poured it, it looks like it's erupting. It's good. It's- I, I think you deserve a Michelin star because not only is your food interesting, but it's also spectacular. You you need a star. Did you know how Michelin stars like came about? By the way, it's a tire company. Yeah, they 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 decided like if they were to review restaurants all over you would use up a lot of tires driving all over the country like to check out these restaurants <laughs>